0: Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK podcast. Undenied worldwide. The Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams.
1: Hello and welcome back to episode 49 of the LA Rams UK podcast. We are speaking to you in Super Bowl week. Uh, We thought we'd catch up with you all as there has been a a small moving of of players within the team. So joining me to go through those tonight are Tony, how are you?
0: Very well, you saw Chris?
1: Very well, very well. And Jordan, how are you, sir? Yeah, not bad. So like I say, we're probably going to come back to you with a pod after the Super Bowl, maybe discuss that and do a full season review. Maybe even then obviously discuss on coach changes and all that kind of thing. But we have had a big news that came out early hours of the morning for us in the UK on Saturday or into Sunday uh, where Jared Goff has been traded with numerous picks which I think I'll probably leave to Jordan or Tony to go through those because I always forget when we're coming to them but Jared Goff has been traded to the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford is on his way to the Rams so Tony first of all were you awake when it happened (laughs)
0: <laughs> now i i do get up stupidly early on a weekend I, I did get up at 7 a.m so the trade wasn't that old by the time i got hold of it um i must admit i'd had a few beers um so i didn't quite believe i had to check for two or three sauces before i actually um realized it was a real deal but no i wasn't awake for it but it wasn't too long after it to be fair
1: jordan i think you were right
2: yeah, um, it was about three a.m. Uh, at our time, but at the minute I don't even sleep. There's no such thing as a sleeping pattern at the minute. Um, so yeah, I was I was still up. Um, I was doing something else. I can't even remember. I was I was on my phone anyway. Um, I think I was on uh, Instagram or something. and just quickly flicked back to Twitter because you never know, and um, that it was the the. I think it was Adam Schefter had it first of ESPN um, so yeah you, need, you always need to make sure it's not one of those fake accounts that's pretending to be someone like kind of Tony <laughs> says but yeah it quickly became apparent that it was that it was real when it was you know first 3am it was certainly a bit of a shock
1: yeah I think I think I was waking up bleary eyed a little bit later it was it was a Sunday after all it was it was half past 8 that's a lie in in my house um, so yeah it was a bit trying to rub the eyes, thinking that there's lots of updates and lots of things I've been tagged into here on Instagram and the the Rams account was going a bit crazy, my notifications all over the place. I'm like, mm, this is a bit odd, what's going on here? And then looked at it and, again, a bit like you, Tony, I think I had to go to two or three different sources first to ensure that it was actually all real. But what was your first, what was your first thoughts then, Tony? Obviously, as, as waking up the same as I was, um- did you... To see it coming, I think, I don't know, what was your first
0: thing? I, I, I think with the, the Rams front office, we've come to expect the unexpected and to make, make these bold trades has become the norm. So, I mean, I, I, I'm as excited about the close season, the free agency and trades, <laughs> about the games some seasons. It's it's just, they do seem, once they've made a decision, they go for it. Um, yeah. And I think it was, in hindsight, obviously, it's it's very clear that they had made a decision about a week beforehand. Um, and this was coming. So in, in hindsight, you, you don't know which way they were going to go. Were, were they going to go for the draft? Were they going to go for a free agent? Um, but I, I, I don't think they wanted to wait. I, I think they wanted to make a statement now, a statement of intent. Um, and I thought it was, I think it was yesterday, that Ve- the Vegas bookies installed us as third favourites for next year's Super Bowl. I'll
1: take that. I'll take that. I think for me I think the decision made, was made actually before the Seattle game because if Goth was fit enough to come in, in whenever he did in the first quarter and not start the game maybe the decision was already made then but that's my opinion anyway looking back at it now as, as a hindsight is a wonderful thing but Jordan yourself you were there you were seeing it live what was your first thoughts?
2: Um, obviously it's still still a bit of a, a shock when you see it at, at first but I think the more, the more you think about it, the more you go over things. It's, I think, it, the the time was was up for you know, McVeigh had obviously, you know, thought he, he couldn't do any more to to help him and, um, and you can look back a, a number of weeks, even all the way back to the likes of the Miami game where, you know, he seemed, like that was at times as as mad as you've seen McVeigh with his quarterback on the sidelines, and then obviously. Not much improves after that, you know. You've got things like losses to the Jets, where he doesn't play well. Even the loss to the Seahawks in the regular season, you know, he's, he throws that that terrible pick. I think it was just coming to an end, and then obviously, um, I think it was just after the the Packers' defeat. And his press conference, he says he's the quarterback right now, or something like that. The week after, Sneed says pretty much the exact same thing. So. You know, when when your when your coach maybe says some stuff like that, you can think maybe he's trying to, you know, encourage and golf going into the off season to improve. But when the when the GM comes out and says it, it's you know it's a bit more serious. I think so. You know, when you look back, maybe the writing was on the wall, but it doesn't make it any less shocking at the time. Um, considering. You know, Once again, it's a big money deal just 18 months prior that, that you're, you know, you're ripping up essentially and sending them away with two first round draft picks and a third round draft pick. So obviously a lot's going out the door. Um, we'll need to see how it, how it pans out. Obviously this, well, I think Stafford's got two more years left in his current deal. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how those two years pan out. If not, it goes on a bit longer as well.
1: And I think there's a potential from what I was reading on, on Sunday when it was all sort of unfolding and they were looking at, at the contract and things like that. You maybe our expert, as I'd like to call you on, on this, maybe a little bit more, Jordan, but there's a chance of potentially extending that deal to then free up cap space now, is that correct?
2: It was suggested, but there's been nothing... Bob, well, I mean, obviously the probably need to wait until it becomes official anyway, mm. which... Things like March the seventeenth, but I don't think it's kind of been more than a suggestion by the media at this point. I don't think there's been anything kind of concrete coming out. Um, although, you know, the Rams aren't really allowed to talk about it because it doesn't—it's not actually happened yet. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a possibility. And I read today
1: that uh, how true it is, you don't know, but Matthew Stafford and coach McVeigh actually share and their wives had a dinner in Cabo, from what I understand uh in Mexico over the weekend um so they've obviously sat from what you read they've sat down and had a conversation um but I think as you say there's that was the one thing I think people wanted wasn't it over the weekend which you're not going to get is the confirmation from from the franchise which you're not going to get but Yourself, Tony, do you see that as a big sort of future out of the door with obviously what we've done now to change it with Goff, obviously because of what we had to give away because of the contract?
0: Um, I've been having this discussion a few times on, on, on Facebook and Twitter and a, a couple of forums that I frequent. You know, Draft picks are theoretical. Um, what we've brought in is a solid quarterback that, that is a known quantity. You know, who knows what we would have picked up in twenty two and twenty three? Um, it could have been it could have been boom or it could have been bust. It's, mm. it's until you get them in the in the house and they've played a couple of years, you have no idea. And what what we what we've traded for is a known quantity.
1: No, I agree with that one, Jordan. Yourself, do you do you think it's a? I know the contract is effectively what it was, so you potentially have to give a bit more for that. But do you think it's quite? a big giveaway for what we've got?
2: Um, Well, see, I was reading, you know, obviously there was, I know Tony said, like, the Rams obviously wanted to make their their big move early, but there was a lot of teams in on Stafford. It wasn't just the Rams. um, Several, I think as many as, like, eight were in on them. And there was a, a tweet that went out probably earlier on the Saturday that said that the move for them was going to happen probably before Tuesday. Obviously, it ended up being later that day. So I don't think as much has been given out for the golf deal as what maybe I initially thought because the Panthers were offering the eighth pick this year. And for anyone that pays attention to draft picks, there's a, there's a value chart which was Created by Jimmy Johnson, I think his his name is. I can't remember. I'm sure it's him, the old Cowboys head coach. Um that you know basically gives a value, a number value to every draft pick. And what the Rams gave up was pretty similar to what the Panthers were going to give up. So I don't think, you know, they've given up as much as it seems. Obviously because they're given up two first-round draft picks, it seems a lot. But when you consider that they're probably going to be mid to late twenties at best, or that's what you hope anyway, yeah. they've you know, they've not not given up that much and you know, there's a lot of players that in the last well, what, we've had four drafts now, three drafts that they haven't they haven't picked in the first round and you know, those players haven't done anything. And out of it we've got Jalen Ramsey and Matt Stafford now. You know, but you'd rather have those two or you know, a potential good player. It's you know, like Tony says, you're getting a known quantity. You're getting the best cornerback in football, and a top, you know, seven maybe quarterback out of it. And you know, yeah. th- those are those are difficult things to find. And I think you know, when you when you've got the opportunity, to make these moves. You need to make them. Um, you know, which I'd rather have an aggressive front office and coach that. You know, we, we, we trust, I think, now, given what's yeah. happened the last three years. then Completely agree with that. You know, there's, there's other teams I think I saw. I don't know how accurate I didn't look myself, but, you know, the Rams haven't picked since 2016 in the, the first round. Um, ironically, it was Goff. And I think the Raiders have had seven first-round picks in that time. You know, what, what, what position would you rather be in right now, ourselves, or the Raiders, who didn't yeah. make the playoffs this year? So you know for me it's for me it's they, they've given up but they've given up and it's you know i'm not that concerned not as concerned as other people were immediately after it was announced anyway
1: yeah and do you think tony that because of the other potential quarterback moves that are going to happen this off season this is why the rams moved early and the contract was where it was obviously we we're, we're all hearing as about Deshaun watson From what you read, the Rams even made a a quick call to Green Bay to see if there was any movement in in Aaron Rodgers, and there's going to be other movements, I think, as as well. So do you think that was, again, like Jordan says, to be the aggressor, was to get into the market early because there's going to be some blockbuster deals, and actually they could get bigger than what potentially people are saying this is?
0: I mean, I I think the Rams have been super aggressive over the last... What, three, four, five years now, um, and we've we've mentioned in podcasts over the last few months. Actually, the number of free agent quarterbacks that are coming onto the market that are gonna are gonna demand money and trade, and you know you just look at the names. You know, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers is available in theory, um, <laughs> even, even though we got knocked back. Um, you know, I mean, I think the Rams front office. They like to make a splash because it is the LA market, and I, th- I think good PR like that, good headlines like that, bring fans to the stadium. Although we've not had fans in the stadium, obviously, but it sells jerseys, it sells tickets, it sells merchandise, and I, and I think the Rams have got that in mind that they are LA, that they want yeah. to own that media space, and that they not that they have to make these tr- these big splashy deals. Um but they want to be in front of the media, they want to be in front of the game. And you know, you you look at Carolina, Washington, Indianapolis, San Francisco, Jets, and apparently New England, we're all in for Stafford. And you know, I I would just I would just love the fact that we beat San Francisco to the punch. <laughs> that that's what I'm holding in my heart. <laughs>
1: You mentioned there about that about jerseys, and I think we best give our 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 main, one of our main men Aaron a shout out to the fact that his Goth jersey arrived a few weeks ago, and uh, he has spent a fair amount of his hard-earned money on a very nice bone Goth shirt, which he put a nice <laughs> little uh, tweet of a an Instagram out at the weekend of him stroking it and with a bit of a huff and a puff. So I don't think he's overly happy with the trade at the present moment in time, but I think that's down to the jersey that he's just purchased. Uh, And he's now holding out for for, for a a decent swap, number swap for someone to get 16, and he can make a bit of a, or, or maybe put a few sewing skills to it that he may have learned in school to change the name on the back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was the Is the chances you take into when you <laughs> buy jerseys for for current players?
1: So we obviously, uh, and this is this is obviously coming from myself, and I and I put it to you. I think we can only be thanks to Goff. I think for what he obviously provided to us. Yes, there were some ups, there were some downs, but he was the quarterback that took us to our last Super Bowl. Yes, obviously didn't finish that one how we wanted it to finish, of course, but he came in. In a regime that was probably not easy to come in on, uh, he obviously had to sit and learn first of all, for, and we obviously all seen him coming in when he did, and and in, and and then he he went into an an offense that was absolutely firing. But then we we've seen the upsets. But Jordan, what were your sort of final sort of things that you would say about Goff as he was our quarterback?
2: I mean, I I think I, I tweeted out the other day because. You know, and it, it's becoming a bit of a, a mess in the media. Um, you know, you would Mike Silver, who was Jeff Fisher's mouthpiece. He's now became Jared Goff's mouthpiece as well. And, you know, he's, he's, he wrote a pretty, you know, one-sided um, article, you know, that pretty much bashed the Rams and, you know, none of it was Goff's fault. And, you know, I kind of thought, it's, it's just going to turn into the he said, she said kind of thing. And I think we saw that again today from the other side this time. There was, you know, a guy on Twitter, um, Dave Gottlieb, I think his name is. I probably butchered his surname and it's, you know, he's saying that's very good sources from within the arms questioning, you know, his worth it, work ethic and football IQ and all this. And it's just, that's the point where you don't want it to get to because you know, he was the, the franchise quarterback and he did take us to the the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, that 2018 season was, was the best season for, you know, 20 years almost at, at that point. Um, some of the, the games, you know, the, the Chiefs game, the, the Vikings game where he was, you know, pretty much perfect. The NFC Championship game in the Superdome, you know, where he took us on the, the game winning drive the game tie and drive as well Um, you know those were obviously the highs and at that point you're thinking you've got your quarterback for the next 15 years but obviously has regressed the last two seasons and you were hoping that it would just end kind of amicably but obviously it doesn't kind of look like it's it's going that way so no personally if, if he goes to Detroit and turns it around for himself then I'll be happy as long as it's not ever against the Rams or anything but you know it's not I don't have a dislike for him I've always liked him probably defended him and believed in him more than or for longer than a lot of people did and um, no I just you know he's obviously thank him for the last four five years or four and a half years although I don't think he once thanked for that rookie year but you know, is is it was been a good thing for the Rams, but I think it was time for both sides to to go de different ways.
0: Tony, I, I mean, Jared Goff has not been a bad quarterback for us. Um, somebody mentioned on Rams on Demand forum um, yesterday, I think it was, that he's taken us through the 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 best period of success since the greatest Sean Terf, which was ninety nine to two thousand and one. And you know, I went back and looked at the stats, and you know, Kurt Warner only played three and a half seasons, so I was trying to make it four seasons worth. And if you look at the record, your record you know, Kurt Warner in three and a half seasons took super two Super Bowls, won one of them, and and got knocked out in a in a, a wild card game. In four seasons, Jared Goff has taken us to one Super Bowl, which we lost, one wild card, and one divisional game. You know, and if you look at the win-loss ratio, if you look at get One, it's forty-four to twenty. And Goff has taken us forty-three twenty-one. And I know that's three and a half seasons against four seasons. But you know, he has not been a bad quarterback for us. He's probably exactly what we needed to move into LA with is that blue eyed, blonde eyed, two six foot tall um California boy, quarterback. Um so he's he's done a good job for us and he goes with all my best wishes and I, I hope he actually kills it in Detroit apart from that well in Detroit because obviously the Lions are playing in LA next season
1: it's alright AD's got his eye on him <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I, and I agree with that gents I think we can only obviously say uh, I think that's a good sort of statistics you look at there Tony for, for where he where he sits in the Rams history and, and that's where it is now and we obviously football moves on and and so does everything else and we welcome in matthew stafford so it's what potentially that that goff has or shall we say McVeigh has been looking for that goff didn't potentially do and and someone that can obviously put the the offence that he wants to play to to the actual plays that he wants to play them in but jordan when when you look at stafford do you see him going to flip that to actually then because we've spoken a lot of times this year haven't we that the defence have obviously pulled the team through yes they did number one defence in the league and the offence has then done what they done do you now see this with Stafford coming in that McVeigh sees it's actually they're going to be two pronged attack shall we say
2: yeah well he's certainly a lot he's going to throw the deep ball a lot more compared to what we saw from golf the last couple of years um He's also got that bit of, you know, mobility. Not, well, no, We're not talking about Lamar Jackson, but, you know, he's, he's able to move out of sacks in the pocket, which is something that Jared Goff absolutely did not do the last couple of years as well. Um, so I think, you know, with with somebody like Cam Akers in the backfield, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to absolutely kill it on the play-action game, and that's... I wouldn't be surprised if the first throw that Matthew Stafford throws uh throws in a, a Rams jersey as is a deep shot down the field because that's I think McVeigh will almost want to prove a point. Um and it, that goes back to the, the Arizona game, uh that, that Wilford started after the game. You know, Wilford threw a, a few deep passes, not I I don't think many of them connected, but it was he was certainly attempting them. And someone asked McVeigh, you know, were you calling more for for Wilford or did you design more for Wilford more of those deep passes and they said no it's pretty much the same um, play calls and play designs it's just down to the quarterback's decision and execution which you know again I I was saying earlier about you know the build up of things that you could see happening and that was another one that was a telling statement that you know McVay was calling his offense the way he wanted but it wasn't being executed the way he wanted Mm -hmm. and absolutely think that we're going to see you know, the McVeigh offense run the way that he sees it through Matthew Stafford Tony what do you expect
0: you know he's, he's a solid quarterback is is Matthew Stafford you know he's, he's a staple for your fantasy teams because he puts up yards and he puts up touchdowns he's, he's durable he lasts the season um, obviously he's got the experience he's 32 um, but I, I don't see that as particularly old. I mean, we've got a what is it? A forty-one year old heading to the Super Bowl next this coming Sunday. 40. Who's that guy? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I do expect you know he's, he's got two years left on his contract. I do expect that the Rams will extend that to three um, yep. and, and shuffle some money around. Um, and if he can stay for three seasons and. He's been hampered by the Detroit Lions. Everybody knows that it's a dysfunctional franchise there, uh, and he's not had the pieces around him to make it work. And yet, he's still put. He's, uh, he's been the fastest quarterback to forty-five thousand yards in a career, and and the fastest to fifteen thousand, and the fastest to twenty-five thousand, and whatever other numbers you want to throw out there. But you know, he's. Again, he's a known quantity. We know what we're getting. We know the type of character that we're getting. Um, and I don't think anybody in football has a bad word to say about him. I'm I'm, I'm super excited for the season. Can it start tomorrow, please?
1: <laughs> it does seem like that. He does have a very good reputation in the league. Uh, and he had a very good reputation with his franchise that he is leaving. And, and I think it is that he didn't really have the the pieces around him to be able to do what he wanted to do and just looking at, at some stats like you say that's what he's actually doing on the field has is, is been superb and, and yeah when you look at what he was doing last year it wasn't up there because of the, the team that he effectively was playing in it was just to think of the, the situation that they, they were in but when you actually look at his stats since 2016 which is the sort of situation of what I think they were doing the comparison to to goth and whatever else he's he's up there in the top 10 of, of a lot of the the statistics so passing touchdowns ninth passing yards eighth and it's the ones that get me it's the fourth round fourth quarterback fourth, fourth quarter, quarter comebacks, comebacks. that's yeah. hard to say that <laughs> um, where you've got 14 in the in the season which is you know i mean it's superb if you, if an 18 game women drives Across a four-year period, which, when you get into the situation of the seasons that we've been in, and we've we've not been able to do that, or we've failed slightly, it's it does fill you with a little bit more confidence that hopefully going forward, that we're going to be able to put those close wins to bed a little bit more. But we will see what. Obviously, do you? We we're obviously going to go through the, the season review a little bit more. Jordan and the potentially may even be all other things to talk about then. But do you see now the Rams franchise? We've obviously got the free agency coming in, but do you see them potentially looking at that next wide receiver that's going to be that deep ball for him because we know that he's got that pass?
2: I think they have to. Um, You know, I suppose, you know, when Cooks left, there was no guy with obvious speed left. in, in the roster you know, we'll obviously never know because of the lack of attempts at the deep ball whether any of the guys there um, could have done it I know that at the senior bowl um, last year that, that Van Jefferson was, was the quickest receiver that they, they clocked there obviously it's you know I don't think his 40 yard time was that quick but we know that that's kind of a it's just you know for sure practically that the 40 yard time it's all about how they they move in pads and everything, and I think he was the quickest of the of the week. Um, but yeah, I expect them to to add at least one deep threat. Doesn't need to be a big name guy because you know he's, he's going to have one objective in the in the offense, and that's to to stretch the field. So I've seen you know the likes of John Ross, who I think ironically just after what I said broke the 40, 40 yard record at the combine a few years ago. I think he's been injured quite a lot, but. It was to think he was like a number seven or eight draft pick by the Bengals. You know, a guy like that potentially, or you know, it could even be a a draft pick, a late round draft pick, just a a speed speedster that you could try and pick up. So,
1: I read somewhere they're talking about. Is it the um, wide receiver actually from the lines?
2: If, um, who, is it Jones? Is am I saying it's Jones? I think he'll probably command too much money. I think you know when you look at you've got the Woods contract, the Cup contract. You can't you know designate all that money to mm. the receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean just to kind of touch on you. I mean we said Stafford didn't have the pieces in Detroit. It did have good receivers, which is why he did put up the numbers. But one thing he didn't have ever was a good defense. I like think he had one top twelve defense in all his years in Detroit, um, which obviously coming to the Rams is something that should change instantly, and that's why you know we're we're going to see him put up probably even better numbers than he has before. I think there's there's people that expect him to have you know an MVP type season. I don't I don't I mean it's obviously extremely early to say that, but I think he's certainly going to put up numbers that exceed. Even what Goff did in twenty eighteen, that's that's the kind of expectation I think people have.
1: Tony, do you see a another leader coming into the dressing room, which potentially is what will ignite the dressing room a little bit more?
0: Definitely, you know. I mean, a lot of the chat from um, the, the Detroit fans. I mean, they, they send a lot of best wishes with Stafford as well. I think they've seen some good seasons from him. But I mean, yeah, you know, he's an experienced quarterback. He's obviously he's not done it in the playoffs, um, but, you know, he's seen a lot of action, you know. He's, he's in a division playing against the Bears, the Vikings and the Packers. You know, it's it's not an easy division for them to play in on a regular basis. And they they have been, this sounds horrible, the Lions have been bottom feeders since since the NFL <laughs> merged, really. Um, so he's not been in a top franchise and he's been playing against some top players, uh, some top teams. So, yeah, I see. I, I very much see him as a team leader and a captain, um, and we know that we've got plenty of those in the dressing room already. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about Jared Goff because he, he was the quarterback, but I, 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 do, I do see this as an upgrade, and I'm, 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 I'm excited to see Stafford in those horns. Good stuff.
1: Good stuff. Jordan, have you got? Well. What do you think he will he will bring to the huddle that potentially Jared didn't have?
2: I don't I mean I don't know. It's I think it's you know, I think Goff was was respected by his teammates, so you know, in terms of what he's gonna to bring to the huddle, I don't know, but he's certainly gonna bring, you know, the toughness which I know Jared had, but you know, there's the video going about where he where Stafford separates his shoulder and goes right back in to throw a game-winning touchdown. So he's going to inspire that kind of confidence and leadership in people. I think, you know, one of, the, obviously, the big um, things aimed at Goff was that ming held his hand through everything, you know, at the line of scrimmage and whatnot. You know, that's certainly not going to happen with Stafford. He's going to be more than capable of, of calling the shots at the, at the line. Um, which I think is something that we really needed. I think that's more important than the leadership yeah. stuff. That's the kind of thing to be getting at. Is, yeah, is football knowledge at the line um, because you know we we don't know who's going to be at centre next year. Blythe's a free agent. Um, Brian Allen wasn't particularly good the year before, so you know we could have somebody a rookie even at at, at centre next year. Um, so I think that's going to be the biggest thing that he brings. Good stuff, good
1: stuff. Tony, have you got anything else to add to that? We said it was going to be a bit of a short one, just talking about this, and we will be back, obviously, to discuss the season as they finish and and moving on from there. But have you got anything else to add, Tony? Um,
0: No, I'm I'm, I'm just so pleased that um, Matthew Stafford said that he would not be traded to the Patriots, uh, and I'm I'm so pleased that he has not gone to San Francisco. um, and And I can't wait for that, for Detroit to actually come to the surface stadium for that game. I mean, if that's not a prime time game early in the season, I, I don't know what will be.
1: I think that is pretty much a given. <laughs> if, if you know how the NFL scheduling works and, let's hope we are out of this horrible situation that the world is in at the moment and we get some fans in that stadium because I do think Jared Goff will get a decent reception from the Rams crowd if if there is fans in that stadium when he walks back in there and it will probably soon change when the game starts but that's that sport but Jordan, any, any final thoughts from
2: you? Um, no, I mean just obviously we've got a long time to wait, we've not even had the, the trade officially announced yet but I think we're gonna see a lot of excitement um in the lead up to the season. You know, hopefully we get a lot of the training camp coverage this year. Hopefully it's, you know COVID's died down a bit by then, um so we can, you know, get get all the build up because I think it's um it's gonna be full of excitement all the way up to the season starts and you know, the only thing I'll add is that the the pressure's really on the Rams now. I think they need to Almost think they need a Super Bowl in the next two or three years with Stafford because of the money that they've gave Goff and then the money that they're paying him not to be here along with the draft picks. There's going to be a lot of. They'll certainly be a lot of external pressure. Whether they put that pressure on themselves, as, as it remains to be seen. But you know, I like I like the move. Um, I think you know you've got to trust McVeigh, uh, considering what he's what he's done in in the space of. You know, four years. It's took us from, you know, not having a winning season in however many years it was to being disappointed by a divisional round exit. So I think mean, we need to trust him and and hopefully we'll see the best of McVeigh uh next year with he's play calling and hopefully Stafford's gonna be the guy to execute it the way he wants.
1: Good stuff. Well gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. So Tony, thank you.
2: No, nope, thanks Chris.
1: Jordan, thank you. Yeah, cheers. But no, we will be back in the next week, maybe two weeks, to do a season end review. Maybe even discuss, obviously, the Super Bowl, it'll be in Super Bowl week to see what's happened in that as well. And potentially, we'll, well, if we know this franchise, there'll be some more news to discuss coming through then. And through the break that we now have up until sort of training camp and, and all those sort of things coming up, we'll have some special podcasts coming out, hopefully, and listen out for those. But we thank everybody for listening to you again through the season. Um and we will be back soon enough. So thank you very much and good night.